The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome, everyone, to Neo Reality Collective. We are at the penultimate chapter in Hickman's massive Inferno event that shall uproot all of Krakoa as the foundations are starting to erode and people are making their move in the world. When we last left off on this issue of this massive event, we had learned that Oh, nothing much, uh, other than Emma Frost now knows the truth and is kind of pissed about this. And naturally, she <laughs> kind of decided to transform into her diamond form because she knows that Charles Xavier wouldn't be able to read her mind due to, the due to her diamond form. And that is the reason why she transformed into that, so she could hide what her real thoughts were going through her mind other than the, uh, you've lost my, you have but my loyalty, you arrogant fools have lost that forever. And understandably, she is pissed because look at it from her perspective. Throughout the entire Genosha, all that could have been prevented if they had let her in from the beginning. And Nimrod and, o and the Omega Sentinel are starting to get buddy up and whatnot, and we don't know why. But. She's aware that Nimrod, uh, I'm still unable to convince myself that's a terrible name for a villain. No matter how many insert title names you give him, like Nimrod the Great or Nimrod the Lesser, it's still calling himself Nimrod. So they reveal this powerful Nimrod is aging himself up artificially through simulations getting more powerful and more aware of his surroundings and well it looks like with how it solicited the solicitations indicated that yeah Nimrod and Omega Sentinel were going to take a trip to Kakoa and raise all hell that does not happen in this issue yet I, I was honestly expecting Inferno number three to be like the big A-Day event uh <laughs> The big event that decim of uh, the decimation slash disassemble event Martin mixed together for the mutants to occur, and that led to this great battle. But nope, that's not what happened. <laughs> but instead, we got something else in this event. Now I would go into it, but we have to wait till our ad break after this. But I will go ahead and say that this issue. Yeah, this was a big issue, and now the game has changed from what was once set in stone to now looking completely uprooted, to now looking like it was set in stone again, only to now everything's uprooted because everyone in the Marvel Universe, for some reason, has to be an idiot. But 
this is a quote that opens up the pages of Inferno that should give you a good hint of what's going on if you have not read it. Which I'm saying first, go read it. I know something far more valuable. A different history of the world. Omega Sentinel. So, let's go to our ad break and then venture forth into Inferno Issue 3. Nimrod Strikes. Welcome one and all, let's dig right into Inferno number 3 by Jonathan Ickman with artwork from R.B. Sylvia and the other artists that were in issues 1 and 2. We cut to, surprisingly, the past of Krakoa, where Cypher arrives along with Professor Charles Xavier, with Cypher saying, I had to be blind not to notice, man, it sure is beautiful here, I'm glad you like it. I was hoping that you wouldn't mind spending some time here on your own. Ah, Professor X has plans. I'm interested. It's better if I show you. Okay. And so this is a reference to Powers of Ten. And this time, from this perspective, we're seeing what exactly Xavier shows Cypher and, well, by extension, his buddy, Warlock, the truth of what was going on. See, Douglas, see what we can build. A mutant home for mutant people, created and designed for the establishment of a mutant society. The beginning of mutant ascendance. And considering how how Hickman has made Charles Xavier very much in the story, that could mean a hundred different things at once, and all of them sound in intentionally evil. Well, that's ambitious. What worth doing is it? How long will it take? Biology, syntax, I'll have to build an airface, the ecosystem is an unknown, so that will be tricky. I don't know, months, maybe a year, if I'm terrible at this? How's that sound? Like you've got quite a bit of work ahead of you, young man. Best get to it. And Xavier leaves, and that would be the end of the flashback. But now, we get the other perspective. What happened? after Xavier left. Hey, Professor, what happens if the island tries to eat me? Oh, don't worry, Douglas, my boy. Everything will work out fine. Just like that time you died while I was having in space having sex with a bird lady. Yeah. Comic books, everybody. So, the Professor has plans. Tell me, Warlock. Do we trust him? No, self-friend. Experience says that we do not. <sighs> yeah, the heart says yes, but my head says no. Regardless, first things first, time to make peace with the island. Later. Okay, let's give it a try. Go ahead. Take a bite. And Warlock is beat bitten. You feel that? Yes, cell friend. How bad was it? I don't know, on a scale of 1 to 10? 2.12561 point. Is that alright? Is that what's going to work? Or do we need to? Yes, cell friend. It will work. Self is fine. Okay, okay, so... Krakoa goes ahead... And then talks to Cypher, and... He responds with, Warlock's going to expand by eating the organic material on the island. You, and you, in return, are going to feed on the new bits of him. <laughs> sure. But things will change if everyone comes to live here. We can be piecemeal of it. And I'm not sure what we would want anyone knowing our work around here anyway. Okay, enough short-term problems. Solving Krakoa. My new, 
my new most interesting friend. Tell me how you really feel a bunch of mutants living here. One month later. And the Stephic Cuckoos are revived, the two of them that were killed off in previous X-Men stories. Xavier proclaiming, and now the three are five again. Welcome back, sisters. My god, it worked. They did it. Krakoa, my new most interesting friend, tell me how you really feel about a million mutants living here. A month after that, you've done what? Well, again, as I seem to keep having the stress, sure, I had ideas, but it's Krakoa that's actually doing something with them. Of course, apologies to the island. Walk with through it without Douglas. So, we have enough mutants working here now. Krakoa can passively uh, feed without harming them and having extended periods of dormancy. Krakoa needing to preserve the energy to survive has resulted in him flourishing and, well, flowering as a result. We solved two of our biggest problems. This is a habitat flower. Impressive. A place for each mutant to live, springing from this fertile land. This is a gift. Douglas. Yeah, it is. And this one's yours. You said you had solved two problems. Yeah, the first was a place for people to live when they can get here, and the second an actual method for getting them here. Professor, this is a gateway flower. Four months ago. Oh, I don't have any idea what they actually do, but we, we did exactly what you said, and this is what came out of it. Out of the ground, we have three fields of them. You did exactly what I said? Yes. You used the cavadars I supplied? Yes. All of them, each deceased of complications of, yes. Even the ones that were, yes. Your instructions were followed to the letter, Dr. McCoy. Trust me, I remember. It was gross. Super gross. Oh my. So many potential possibilities. Well done, son. Well done. I definitely do not want to do any war crimes that will be committed by me down the road. That is going to be saved for exports and all the horrible things I'll do. Okay, well, I'm headed out. I'm sure sorting out the control mechanism for the gateways and Sage is waiting on me. Yes, yes, run along. There's work to be done and so many fascinating possibilities in front of us. So many possibilities. Like prisoners of war, torture, extortion, cutting little people up with my scalpel. Wait. Two months ago. Okay, so the professor is going to announce this to the world very soon. How are we feeling about all this? Land is good and self friends are happy. Perhaps self was wrong. What about you? And Kokoro answers. Me? I'm so happy here. I want to believe in what we're doing, but my god, what I've seen over the years? Here's, I remember that I'm actually from the Marvel Universe and not from my own little X-Men Universe. Oh god, this is nightmarish. It grinds you down, steals hope, makes you suspicious of everyone. I want to believe. I do believe. But we're doing this blind. Okay, show it to me. So this grows a different kind of habitat, a tumor that you are blind to, and the idea is that I'm going to give it to them, and this no place, and they will see it for what it is, a place to keep their secrets. What they won't know is that what we know, which is now that you don't need to feed off of him, Warlock has spread throughout the, this entire island. And it is almost like something like a nervous system. So while it is true that you will be blind to these secret places, that blindness doesn't extend to Warlock, enabling us to know what they don't want us to know, and their secrets become our secrets, and we know everything they are hiding. Ah, Douglas, you were champion of liberty. 
Oh, wait, this happened. So, wait, all this whole event from Krakoa becoming announced to the world and the Ten of Swords and everything that's happened between now and then, this was all in two months. Because that's what this title says. Like it says, two months ago, and that's before Pro Professor Xavier announced them to the world. So, all this was happening in two months, and Douglas had plans. But two days before that, two days at, two days late, two days ago, after the events of Inferno Number Two. Okay, actually. Right, right when Inferno number one happened, we hear this line. I haven't slept peacefully for a thousand years. I cannot, will not, accept her breathing cacao and air. I want her gone forever, burned from all existence. And long and behold, Douglas is hearing about this, and all he has to say is what anyone who tries to understand the Marvel Universe in some way, he sums it up in one word. Damn it. Yep, Cypher is now involved in this. Cypher unknowingly knows what they know, and now hit their secrets are his secrets, and it's probably going to tear them apart soon. So yeah, Cypher is probably screwed. Inferno! Together, Professor X, Magneto, and more Matagra have banded together, using the knowledge of her past lives that she had thanks to her ability of reincarnation to build the mutant nation of Kakawa. To secure the new mutant age, Momoira was hidden away, and Professor Xavier and Char Charles and Magneto have hidden her existence from everyone. But now, with the recent resurrection of Destiny and the threat she poses to Krakoa, Mora's existence has been revealed to Emma Frost, and the bonds of trust they helped form this mutant society has begun to erode. Meanwhile, anti-organization mutants, and known as Orcus, spearheaded by the AI organisms Omega Sentinel and Nimrod, Nimrod, stands more unified than ever, ready to exploit any signs of cracks in Krakoa's foundation. We're fucked! Meanwhile, we go to the White Palace, where the where the stepper cuckoos, who's all meet all great mystique. Hello, we are here to see the White Queen. Our presence was requested. Actually, you were summoned. There's a difference. Raven, who are these delightful creatures? They are the cuckoos, the five in one, five mutant sisters who act as a single unit. A naturally occurring mutant circuit, the first one. No, that's a misunderstanding of who we are. We're just one, singular. We tasted this idea of individuality and didn't care for it. Yes, that's why Sophia is going ahead and making love with uh, that one guy, Cable. She's ready, you can go in now. If you're the same, why does one of you wear black? We do rotate who wears that and which sisters wear the white because it makes the idea of us more acceptable. The truth is, without that, you couldn't tell the difference because there isn't one. But as Miss Frost likes to say, shortcomings don't make someone inferior, just limited. Do you know who I am? Destiny, they say that you are the most powerful mutant clairvoyant who has ever lived. Yes, and do you know what I see when I look at you, at the lot of you? What? Two will find love, three who will not. 
one will be changed forever, severed from the five in other world, and one of you will never recover from it. Who is which? And Raven and Destiny go ahead and be Mystique and Destiny with this. How in the world would I know, my dear? After all, I can't tell the difference because there isn't one. And they're naturally mad. So, spoilers for comics down the road in the later event. Thank you for coming. It sounded urgent. I've had a rather eventful last 24 hours. The two of you are at the center of it, but not alone. Sounds interesting. Hey, that's one word. Please, have a seat. After the vote, Charles and Eric wanted to meet with me. They framed it as a concern for my not standing with them, but when I arrived, there was a third person waiting for them. Mora Metagrit. Mora Metagrit is dead. I've been back for less than a month, and even I know better than to take something like that seriously. Okay, did everyone just forget that there's the, this is the Marvel freaking universe? <laughs> oh, man. Did, did, did they just forget that this is the Marvel Universe? There are more than one ways of resurrecting a person, and there's cloning technology? At Sinister alone? Like, did, did they just forget this? Mystique points out another plot hole in her mind. Resurrections outside recent exemptions exceptions is for mutants and mutants only the scarlet witch who is confirmed human even though i won't want her to be a mutant again and you're not counting that at so mora who has been loyal who for what their perspective has been a friend and co colleague to xavier and has known them for years and years on both sides and you don't think she would be made an exception? So, Emma Frost just says yes about that. Mora's actually been alive the entire time working with Charles and Eric in secret. She's also a mutant. I have awoken in a world where everything is seemingly upside down, and what appears to be true is not. It's disconcerting to say the least. How are you taking it? As expected, in stride and with no small measure of grace. Really? You thought you were their confidant? only to find out that yet again you were just the other woman. At some point I think you've grown tired of it. All things considered, I think I handled it well. She, shall we see how you do? And she shows them a pyro killing Metagra in her set, in her third line. Much to their shock and horror. What? My god. My god. What was... Irene? Irene, what is... There's a hole. There's a hole in the world. It's shaped like a person, but inside there is darkness and death. And beyond that oblivion, I see Moira, and I see her terrified of me. What you showed us? A vision? Of us killing her to ensure that? No, not a vision. Her past. Other lies. That's her power, annihilating ours. At any moment, she could erase everything we've made, everything we sacrificed, everything we've ever loved, gone as if it never was. And she gets to keep doing it over and over until she's satisfied. I suppose, or Charles or Eric are. I won't lose what I've gained. They have to be stopped. If you believe in the now, in this life, then yes, that would be the correct conclusion. So, how do we do it? She's not actually offering that kind of help, Raven. She's just pulling the strings like Eric and Charles would. She likes them. 
She's like them, you see. Wind us, wind us up and watch us whirl. And if you had to choose us or them, that's no choice at all, really. I'll never be with you, but I'm not with them either. Not anymore. So all alone. So all alone. As I've always been alone with my children. So you're sitting out like seeing this out like a coward? <coughs> How dare you point out the facts? Don't be too harsh, Raven. She's not done yet. She has gifts, don't you? And Emma Frost smiles. Yeah, that was probably a bad idea looking back on it. So I'm pretty sure Xavier and Magneto are thinking, Ah, crap. The next day. Mora's safe house in Paris. She walks, she leaves, immediately curses because she's been captured by Orcus. No port in running. We know what you are. No! Do you know the story of the mutant who flew too close to the sun? It's no one, and it always ends the same way. With arrogance and hubris and a great fall, you thought the heavens would be yours, but those are for the gods, and you were just playing at being one. Oh, you poor bastards. Don't you just hate these guys? Hey, Orcus? You know, the freaking Nazis. And now you also kind of don't like Xavier and Magneto, who are the leaders of basically a separatist nation. Meanwhile, later at the House of M, Char Charles, Xavier, and Magneto are currently pontificating, and Magneto specifically brooding, and looking over the children. Something on your mind, old friend? Do you ever get tired of it? The burden of responsibility? No, of course not. Heavy as the head, Eric. You know this. But if you ask me if I'm getting sick of this constant death and recycling thing and us going ahead and doing stupid stuff in the Marvel Universe, then you can get, get back to me on that. Charles, I've always been at ease with hard decisions, and not once have I tried to escape consequence. I'm talking about something else. That little voice at night. The one that whispers in my ear and steals my sleep. It says, You have seen the future. Many of them, and you will know this will never end. There is no victory to be found, and there will never be peace, because it's us or them. I don't believe that. I don't. I used to think that used to be true, but I'm not so sure anymore. Do you know what the worst part is, old friend? What? You convinced me you were right. When we win, if we win, when we win, things will be different. We will be merciful. You and I can agree to that, can't we? And if we do, what does it matter if we do? We're just two mutants of millions. We still have control. Keep telling yourself that. You saw how Emma looked at us. She saw right through it. We always win. She knew immediately we had sold her on a lie. So we have to ask, what are our... And Charles and Xavier senses Moira in pain. What is it, Charles? What's happened? And it's Moira. She's hurt badly. I think she might be dying. Find her, Eric. Now. I have our locations. She's in Terra Verde. Verde. It's an Orcus node. Time to go and kick ass. The Orcus Forge. Also known as the, the, the Sword of Soul because... Wait, right, is that... Not the sword. Uh, It wasn't called the Forge. It was by Reed Richards. But, you know, that was forgotten when Hickman left. 
So it turns out that the Mother Mold is being remade. Orcus is remaking the Mother Mold. Things will be different this time. You know this? No. I know something far more Bible. A different history of the world. You are not from here. And you are not from now. And you hit it well. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. The Tachyon Decay gives you away. I have many questions, but one seems paramount. Where are you from? So, turns out the Omega Sentinel is, in fact, not from around here. She's from the future. And what does she say in response? Mutant hell. And the climate has been long and perilous. Perilous. In the future, I am from this once human host, Kamara Sharpener, originally achieved full omegal synthesis two years from this date. Clearly, that has changed. Why? To see you born early and fit for the coming wars. You're from me. You're here for me. I'm here for you now, before it's too late to prevent any of what happened. Listen to me, Nimrod. In the future, that I am from. And we get the plot twist, what House of X really is, the mutants always win. So, yeah. Turns out, they finally broke the cycle. Turns out, <laughs> they broke the cycle, and they went back in time to stop it. So, yeah. They reveal that this Omega Sentinel... So Moira had reincarnated back to her past life to stop the cycle afterwards, only to realize, only for us to learn as the reader, they do finally stop the cycle. But once again, cohabitation is it's like a foreign, it's the foreign concept of life, and therefore it has to be the us or them reality. So the Omega Sentinel eventually, eventually talks. Soon, the children of the vault, post-humanity, should emerge. They will appear to be dominant, a threat to supplement humanity and mutantdom alike. But fracturing warning on two fronts, they would eventually fall to Kokoa. Post-humanity, it was believed, had arrived too early and would have to wait its turn. You were born in the year that followed, lesser than you are now, but still a marvel of marvels, a great machine. Dr. Gregor! But your emergence, the threat of you, did not go unnoticed by the mutant nation. Your maker sent you back in time to fight mutantdom in its infancy. This Simrod, this flawed you, failed. Earth, the entire soul system, was lost to both human and machine. Mutants ruled. And all our machines hope rest in the timeless machine gods, dominions, to save us, to take us in so we could be. But the mutants captured the celestial powers, life and death, and using the phoenix blade, ate the child of the sun who wielded it with vigor, Earth destroyed titan after titan, dominion after dominion, and ended the machine future forever, except for me, Omega at the end of the line. The trickster titan, betrayer and coward of its brothers and sister machines, downloaded my mind and pushed it through a black hole to infect it or right, ate the me who lived in the past, but had not yet awakened. I closed my eyes in mutant hell and opened them years ago here on Earth. All my days of a future past. We have a reference. Ah, you started Orcus. I found a human man, a successful scientist, 
charismatic and powerful, I took a Dr. Killian Devil's eyes and replaced him with something more effective. I changed his reality. I repurposed his mind. He believes, because he has seen it, that he has lived through what I lived through and came back from the future. But he believes that I saved him. And that together, he and I, human and machine, traveled back in time to change the world. And together, we built all this. Orcus. He is my human whisperer, and he has done his job wet. Oh, oh, there's an alert. An alert status. Yes. There is an incoming distress call from the node in Terra Verde. Here it is. We detected a... Human detected... Mutant detected. Don't know what happened. Falling back. Transparent... Translocate. Send help. Don't know how long we can... Message ends there. Knowing what we know now, should we let these insults continue to pass? No. No, indeed. Spin up the ring. It's time to get back the mutant hellholes. So, yeah, there was a time where the humans finally lost, the mutants won, and everything went to hell after that. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. And the mutants finally ascended, then the Dominion were hunted down, and, well, now everything changed, and Dr. Gregor, and everything was created, and Orcus was created. So this Omega Sentinel is now the human's version of Krakoa, of, of, of uh, Moore and Metagret, but now everything's kind of deteriorated even more, and we're left to pick up the pieces. We are screwed, aren't we? Eric, what if no trolls? If she were dead... We wouldn't. I have the signal. This way. And they are shocked to arrive. Mountains of dead bodies. So many bodies. Hard to tell where anyone is. Anywhere. My god. She's somewhere deeper inside the base. That way. So they travel through the facility. Seeing people strung up, hung up, killed, slaughtered. Found her. She's in there. Do you honestly think those men are coming to save you? I hope not, because you couldn't be more wrong. They arrive, and they're shocked to what they dis discover. There's something you need to understand, Moira. They cannot save you. So, yeah, it turns out they severed her arm from her elbow, which means the trackers are gone. <sighs> not this time. They can't even save themselves. Look, something's someone's coming through. No, not someone. And the teleportation devices are active. Something. And long and behold, at the end, in front of a field of Orcus troops, Nimrod and the Omega Sentinel arrive in badass posing. And thus ends issue three of four. Now, we're in the end game now. That was the end of the penultimate issue, and we are royally fucked. Like, basically, we got in Game of Thrones level politics here, and now we're going into, oh god, we really are fucked. Because that's the vibe I'm getting from all this. So, good luck, everyone. You're all screwed. I mean, 
That the plot twist changed everything. Now the Orcus isn't supposed to be here. It's a deviation from history, just like Mormitagra is sort of a deviation of history. But now the story's completely changed. Now we don't know what's going to happen. Now, does this end with Nimrod winning and Orcus winning? Does it end with Mora winning? Will it end with everyone winning? Well. Probably the probably Mystique and Destiny win, and if I had to guess, I get the feeling Xavier and Magni are gonna forget some things, considering how issue one opened up with the future events. Because there's unfortunately Marvel's little bit of a problem they have. They don't know when to stop spoiling stuff. Because they announced the event the new relaunch, Destiny of X. Which I talked about in a previous episode on the Uriality Collective. And the other problem is that, well... Moira is nowhere on the on the images, and has completely disappeared. So, there's a chance she's no longer around, and it prevents the events from taking place. The reincarnation process is stopped, but I do want to say... That we'll get more of this whole deterioration of Krakoa's leadership with the X-Men ongoing by uh, with the X-Men ongoing story called Immortal X-Men, which has been described by its writer Killian Ke- Gary. Wait, if I pronounced that right, I'm pretty sure I butchered that. Sorry, uh, he's the writer of Eternals currently, and Lucas uh, Renek, who do- he did Trial of Magneto. This is going to be. Immortal X-Men has been described as the Hickmanian version of the new Avengers against Gary Duggan's Avengers X-Men story. So yeah, Immortal X-Men is the new Avengers and Gary Duggan's X-Men is the Avengers from when Hickman was writing both stories during his time as the lead architect of the Marvel Universe. But yeah, situation has completely gone south. Uh, Destiny has returned. Emma Frost has betrayed Xavier and Magneto. And now, well, we're kind of in a crisis of nations. Yeah. <laughs> we're screwed, aren't we? Oh god, they're so screwed. Sorry, Xavier. Sorry, Magneto. Uh, Better luck next time. I mean, potentially. I wonder how Moira's going to get out of this. Or if she's going to even make it. So, that's it. Let's go out to our ad break and end this video, end this podcast. Feel free to check out my other content, and I'll see y'all for the pen, and I'll see y'all next time, and and we'll see the finale of all this of the reign of X. See ya. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.